This podcast is a conversation Kickstarter that you do not want to miss out on. Fifteen voices, thousands of choices, and millions of stories come together to share our insights, knowledge, and collective experiences. Whether you are a high school student, confused about which career to choose, a university fresher or apprentice, unsure about how to build your skill set, or even a recent graduate figuring out your place in this world, this podcast is you. Hey guys, welcome to the another podcast. Today's episode is about dissecting how to storytell. And we are、uh, we are here with Sasha and Christopher. So hi, Sasha hi. and Christopher. Hi guys. Hello. <laughs> hi.、Um, I think Sasha and Christopher both have been in the podcast before, and the audience might be familiar with you both. But even with that, can you please introduce yourself a little bit, just to recall?、Uh, yeah, sure. Actually, this is my first、uh, podcast for the fact. So yeah. I just introduce myself. I am Christopher. I am from Indonesia, but currently based in Singapore, and I've been working for one and a half year. And now I am currently working in a semiconductor company as an equipment engineer, with an environmental engineer background. Well, it's not related, but yeah, I'm having fun and growing well.、I'll、pass on to you, Sasha.、Mm, thank you. Um, I'm Sasha Langevald, and I currently work in transport.、Um, I don't have an engineering background, but I do have a humanities.、Um, I'm 25, and I live in London. I think that's as best as I can get in terms of like、um, an introduction to myself. Cool. I didn't know that, Chris. This is your first time, but I think when people hear Sasha's voice, they're gonna think, "Oh, that girl again from episode one." <laughs> we really, we really had like uh, amazing um, conversations that time. I'm sure that we're gonna have again this time as well.、Um, mm. So you know, today's topic is about storytelling, and I think both of you are excellent at tackling that topic. So, what do you think about storytelling, and when when was the last time you storytell? You know,、um, storytelling in engineering perspective, I would say is a very broad because、uh, in my university time, I did not only do engineering, but also in my extracurricular, I did、uh, some musical, and as well as、uh, I joined、uh, several events that require storytelling. So. I can tell in two perspectives: one from engineering, and another one from the artistic, I would say, perspective. So, one thing that they have in common is that you have one big,、uh, one big ar- overarching theme that you want to tell and put across to the audience. So, no matter what, you have this one overarching theme that you want to sell to your audience. So as far as as long as you can sell this theme well by considering all the factors that you have, usually it will be two to three points. Because I remember that there is this rule that a rule of three will ingrain in your memory better. I don't know if that's true, but maybe you can try. So with three points supporting one overarching theme, it will make a really good storytelling. And another factor that Plays a big role is your body language, because、uh, I've read this book before a very long time ago, 
that it says uh, more than 90% of your message is conveyed through your body language. So if you're, it is your body language that matters the most, regardless of your, the, the content of your message. So the body language really shows the intention uh, and the, the whole thing that you want to sell to your audience. And I realized that I have been storytelling to people, I think since I started to write my own uh, script for the musical drama. Uh, so it was really tough at first because you can express it well. It was very uh, static and you cannot, you don't have the actors and actresses to play out the role. So when you play it yourself, it might seem so weird at first because you cannot uh, project this, uh, this theme that you want to sell. But along the way, uh, when everyone comes together, yeah, it starts to make sense. And I think the storytelling, is it just does not consist of yourself, but also the environment that you're in. Yeah, I think that's uh, my part. How about you, Sasha? I think for me, I honestly feel like probably yesterday, because I haven't spoken to many people today, <laughs> um, I think we actually storytell more than we call it storytelling. I think like, for example, telling someone how your day's been is technically like a, a story in itself. And so I think like we actually storytell quite a lot, but we don't necessarily realize it because most stories have, you know, a beginning, middle and an end. Um, I think you can definitely have it in an informal capacity as well as a formal capacity. For formal capacity, for example, I think the last time that I uh, did like a proper um, kind of storytelling, I guess the one that I remember the most is I did a graduation speech a couple years ago um, and I had to write a graduation speech and then I had to do it like speak I guess speaker <laughs> um at a graduation ceremony and I think that's probably the one that I'll remember the longest because of I guess the how how big it was and how intense I felt at the time um so I think that's when I've done it the most um but yeah so that's that's me I think we can get into like the details a bit later but yeah I think in everyday conversations actually but the one that I remember the most or the one that will be more impactful to myself is that that one case. That's exactly what I wanted to dive into when I said, you know, when was the last time that you did storytelling? Because people think think that storytelling is very specific, but as I say, it's too broad. It's everywhere. Like um, when you are pitching your product idea to investor or when you're going for an interview, you're basically telling them a story about yourself to convince mm -hmm. uh, why you are a perfect fit for their company or even when you're I mean when you're talking to your best friend guess what you know what happened you know mm -hmm. uh, and then you gossip and that's also a story and uh, when, when we think about storytelling um, well do you think it's a skill set or you know some I mean for some people I think they're born with it but do you think we can be improved because um, well I remembered uh, the last time I, I was doing some sort of public speaking because I recognize this in myself. Like I'm good with talking one-on-one -on -one, like sessions. I'm good with talking to individuals, but I don't think I can just go up 
and talk to a bunch of people and get all of their attention on me, you know. And I think that comes down to a good storyteller, comes down to being a good storyteller. For some people, they just talk and people start to listen, you know. So have you guys met that sort of person? And do you think that sort of person is you? Because I'm definitely not. And this is mm-hmm. why I'm just like talking to you guys like, hey, you know, how can I be a better storyteller? I think that's a really good question. Funny enough, I think you are a good storyteller, but I feel like there's a difference between telling a story really well and having the confidence to stand up in front of a lot of different people. I think they're a little bit different because you might have the ability to tell a story, but you actually feel a bit nervous telling it in front of a lot of people, if that makes sense. Because I think um, I think naturally, and this is probably my bias, I would say more creative people, I think, potentially are more charismatic in terms of telling stories because telling stories is also about being expressive about for example like Christopher said your body language your tone your voice the way you say things um I think it's it is a skill in itself I definitely think people can learn I think people are born with it in terms of how you're raised and how you know, you you function in school. I think that plays a huge part in it. Because, for example, in school, I was a part of almost every creative subject you can think of. I did music, dance, drama, art. Um, I mean, I was terrible at all of them. But it's that kind of um, environment that helps people come out of their comfort zone, um, try new things. In terms of public speaking, I think I definitely grew that skill when I moved to university and then I started my journey in student politics I think my skills definitely like improved but in terms of telling stories I think I'm very good with people so I love like expressing myself and so I think that's also a part of it is like how how good you are with people and how you can express something that's in your mind verbally so other people can get a sense of even if it's the smallest like commonality, I think that's the most important part. So I think anyone can have it. I think, like we mentioned before, I think others may need to practice a bit more. Um, But we can go on to talk about like, for example, the confidence a bit later. Um, But I wonder what um, Christopher also thinks. Yeah, but actually, I agree on the points that you touched on the charisma, because uh, in storytelling, I think there is a difference between skill and ability because skill will be uh, ability plus eloquence because uh, I think that will make up a charismatic storyteller and they are very convincing and persuasive in, in I don't know, selling their ideas or even um, ensuring all the stakeholders to agree with you and so forth. And so... Over the years, I think this can be built up because uh, I realized that I was not a very good storyteller. Uh, I think that's partly because of how I was. Um, the education system when I was young, we are very science approach, very traditional, very box, uh, very partitioned in a way that either this or that, one way or the other. And there's no spectrum for you to land in between eloquence and also uh, this uh, partitioning of this uh, traditional way. And so 
as you grow upon your skills of storytelling, I think you can really learn from other um, very charismatic people. But I would say the best way to learn to improve your storytelling uh, capability is through most uh, controversial people, speakers like um, Donald Trump or the good ones, maybe the other spectrum would be Boris Johnson or uh, some other charismatic people. I think uh, the way they speak, somehow I observe them. It's, uh, I will not touch on the content, but from the body language, from the way they convey their message, somehow they are really good at convincing people you know, regardless of their message content. So the way they use emphasis, the way they shoot, the way they pause, the way they um, face their talking, their speech, I think that's a really great way where we can learn how to improve uh, how we convey our ideas. Wait a minute, because I've been here, all I've uh, been hearing from you guys is that a good storyteller is good with their body language and is charismatic and also like, uh, good with using their voice and tones as they like, but you don't. Um, I, I feel like um, so s- all of us perceive what a good story is differently, and a good storyteller differently. That's how I've been feeling this time because uh, w- what I was thinking is that oh, a good storyteller might have like uh, a good story content build up, like and can grab the audience by. Um, it's plot or it's suspense or, you know, things like that. Even when you're talking about a PowerPoint, it has its elements, right? But now that I hear from you guys, you guys are saying that uh, expression is as important as the content itself. So it makes me think a lot because when I think about storytelling right now, what relates to me the most is um, doing the PowerPoint because to me, uh, doing a PowerPoint is basically storytelling. And, you know, when you think about storytelling as doing a PowerPoint, what do you think is the most important? And do you think when you do a PowerPoint in front of other people, um, do you think the whole class has an attention on you? And has it changed uh, from the first time that you did a PowerPoint to the last time that you did a PowerPoint? You know, has there been an improvement or has there been um, changes to how you speak because I think that's what we are going to essentially talk about you know I am I do think someone is you know a good storyteller is charismatic and I do definitely agree with you know everything that we've said so far but I I I also agree that a story has a beginning and an end like a good story has structure and a good for example good presentation has structure it has the beginning, it has a context of, you know, from where, where is the story come from? Then it has the middle bit of like the, like drawing people in. Then it has the end of like what's happening next. I think a good story does have structure of a beginning and middle and end. And the thing that I I do think works the best is if to even one individual, there's one tiny bit of like similarity or commonality that people can take back for themselves I think that's how you draw people in in terms of like a personal level but in terms of keeping people's attention and keeping them wanting more I think also it's how you tell that story for example you can say I walked to the shop and I got 
you know, wet in the rain. Or you could be like, I ran to the shop as fast as I could and I got wet in the rain. Like, I think there's a difference. There's a difference of like telling a story and adding different parts to make it more interesting for people that you're basically speaking to. I think, I think it's a bit different. Um, so I think there is something in there about your tone and everything else like that. But for example, even if you're reading a book, a good story is like a book or anything like that. You do need the the beginning, the middle and the end. And that thing that is personal to the person reading it or listening to it. I think that in the the essence of a good story is the structure of a good story. So I guess it's a bit different of like how you tell a good story or a good story to begin with. Um, and I understand I'm going back on myself. Um, but I definitely think like, for example, with PowerPoint, I think there's something for me anyways, and this is not advice to anyone because I think some people, especially people who want to try and be formal, and also I understand there's different contexts of different countries, but for example, in the UK, I also may uh, be a diff- bit different even in the UK, <laughs> so take it with a pinch of salt. But for me, I think because of the background that I have, no one is ever as senior as they could be and it would make me change the way that I start tell a story so for example there's no such thing for me as like formality in terms of like changing the way that you speak in terms of like the words that you use for me being formal is being clear so I actually tell stories how I speak because I think that's more natural and people are more likely to understand you when you're telling a story how I speak so for a presentation for example I will I'll present how I speak to like everybody else I'll just be clear like I don't think you need to speak like Shakespeare to you know to grab people's attention but you need to be clear in what you're saying so people can understand but also like you don't need fancy words for example I've been thinking about it we can use these two terms uh, whether a precision in telling a story and when and when is exactly it is needed to use that precision, the precise uh, wording. So let's say uh, you want to take a picture of someone, you will just say, please step to the left a little bit instead of saying, please move five centimeter to the left, which is too precise. And it does convey, it is very uh, measurable, quantifiable, but it does not make any sense if you use it in a in this kind of scenario. So I think the same way applies to telling stories where uh, you have to balance between this, this precision. So let's say you want to tell a story, or oh, last night I went here and there and there. You don't just say last night in the year of this, in the month of this, at the time of this, yeah. So I think you get what I mean. So yeah, there is this uh, precision that can be omitted at times. And also that will be the content of the story. And we have to make this coherent with uh, how we bring the story. So the eloquence in conveying what we want through our body language, this will give our intention of where we want to direct this story to. And the content of the story where precision may or may not be important. And we, we can find this, when we can strike this balance well, I think it will make a really great story. Same, it applies to the PowerPoint presentations or even selling our ideas to people. Yeah. For me, um, I was, I was thinking like, for me, I try to 
change if something is not working. Um, and <laughs> that's that's an engineer terms of fixing themselves. Um, so yeah, I fix myself too, not just the objects. Uh, anyway, um, so when it comes to doing PowerPoints, I think the first PowerPoint that I did was um, awful. Like I, I was, I was having a lot of um, stage anxiety, and when people look at me, I feel very nervous. And even when I was going to say like, "Oh, I'm going to talk about apples," and then when I actually talk about it, when looking at people, I eventually talk about oranges you know things like that so um so yeah from the first powerpoint that i did and from the first story that i told to the last story that i told there's a consistent improvement i guess and i guess uh, the way i do powerpoints these days is to have a clear message like there is this one main message that i want the audience to take away from and if they have it and if all their attention is um, on me and if they have like questions at the end of it i consider that i did a good job storytelling because people can be listening and they don't get the main message at the end of it so like when i think that i oh i was a good storyteller at this point it's by seeing whether people got my point or not. Because you can be just telling a, a good, coherent story and people won't take one message from it. People will be like, oh, wow, that was a good story. That was a, the, uh, you told the story very well, but how, in what context, you know? Like, what was the main message? Because I, I recently had the conversation with this friend um, working and she was really pissed because I think um, she... She wanted the report. Um, she's a senior, so she she told her junior to write a report in two pages. You know what the junior told her? The junior told her that, well, I think I ran a little over two pages. And she said, how many pages? Um, and the junior said, eight pages. What? Eight pages? It's not two. And she was really pissed, and she, tr she told her to narrow down into two pages. And I think compressing is harder than like writing because you can um, you can write a really long paragraph, but just to write it short and direct is extremely hard. And when it comes to story, I think that's also very important. Like descriptive, short and sweet. That's also, you know. Um, so I guess when we talk about storytelling itself, it's very complex because in what context are we talking about it? And, you know, what do we think a good story is? And what do we think who is a good storyteller? I think it depends on our preferences too. So like, do you guys have any like experience? Like, wow, that, you know, that was really interesting. That guy was a good storyteller. And like, you can't stop listening to them. And then like, was there a moment that you remember their words or what do you remember from? Like, if you, let's say like, um, if I, um, if I tell you, uh, well, I remember Christopher being a really good storyteller when we did, I mean, for Sasha too, uh, but in different contexts because Christopher, he's very quiet in his movements and the way he's thinking, we can tell he's an introvert, right? So he's actually at the table um, being silent. And 
for me, I am kind of curious about his ideologies and like what what is he thinking, you know, like sitting there quietly. And when I actually talk to him, I really respect him and listen to what he's thinking because he tells his story in a very, um, in a way that makes me question things. So I think, oh, he's a good storyteller because he makes me question stuff. And then there's Sasha. She's very expressive. When she talks, the whole room just listens to her because she's like, she comes in with a force. She talks in a way that people make her want to listen. So, you know, I think you guys are good storytellers as well. But is there any other people that give you like an impression? It depends what story and contextual you're in because for example for example for me a good movie is a movie that I don't guess the ending because it it like surprises me so for me a good story is something that is not so obvious but at the same time has meaning and purpose but then the ending is not as obvious as the whole movie for example but it still makes sense like that for me that is a great story because i'm already captivated and then i'm thinking for example oh how how did it get here so i think in terms of like a movie and what i enjoy i think it's very different to for example what i what i take away from someone telling me their personal story i think a personal story a really good personal story is something that allows people to see your emotions to allows you to be open because I think I think a good story from an individual telling people about their life is when they're very open and to me a good story is something that can resonate with anyone so it's for me I'm you know I've got my little notebook here for me the characteristics of a good story are someone who is emotive someone who is open and is sharing parts of their life because by sharing parts of your life you're also giving you're, you're drawing people's attention in because they're trying to find out the similarities of themselves and what they can take away for themselves. So I found that really important when telling stories in terms of like a personal level. You have to be open, you have to share, and you have to, you know, have that understanding that you're willing to share. You're not just sharing for the sake of sharing. So I think a good story personally is purpose, the reasons why you're sharing it. And the types of things that you're sharing because don't get me wrong there are some things that are too personal sometimes to share um and it's like picking what bits are important for the narrative that you're sharing it for if that makes sense I think that's a good story um so for me in a personal capacity I really like to learn about people I'm really interested in people so I love learning about people's lives behind the life that they show other people if that makes sense um and if you're natural I think for me I think similar to to Christopher body language is really important to me because I think I absorb people's body language so if they're natural at telling me this story I'm already drawn in because it's it's personal if that makes sense so I guess there's a difference between what I enjoy in my spare time and what I enjoy other people (laughs) telling me (laughs) okay um, so, you know, in a way, I, I was just, while you guys are talking, right, I also was imagining this scenario where um, you are just at a wedding and then your friend or the, like, 
well, uh, the bride called and hey, give us a toast. Like, tell us a story of you know, like how do you think that we met? And do you think like you're ready for that kind of storytelling? Or it is it doesn't have to be just that you know, like you're in a class and the teacher tells you like, hey, get up and tell us a story about this or that. How did you like approach it when someone tells you like, hey, like out of the blue, here's pen and blank paper, like. What story are you going to tell? I'm used to some like activities like that just because of the the work that I've done in the past.、Um, it is still a challenging thing because obviously loads of things happen in your life, and you 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 think what is more more important to tell to add to your story? What adds substance and what just adds like do you know when you're watching TV and it's like a filler episode where it's literally just pointless.、Um, so for me, I do find it challenging because there's so many things that I want to add,、um, and I'm I'm dyslexic. So the way that my my mind works is like I'm thinking about so many different things that I want to use and write, and I need I need some sort of structure in my life. So the way that I would do it is I'd have to do it like a beginning, middle, and an end, and I. Keep going back to the structure because even you know the the stories Christopher was saying earlier about like you know the struggles that they've overcome to some extent like that's that's a structure in itself of like a beginning the middle and the end slash end as in like not the end of like their career or their story but it's the end of this episode of their career and their and their journey so to me I just go back to that structure because the the beginning is like what. Motivated you to become where you are now, and the beginning for me is school.、Um, it's not necessarily where I was born, not necessarily or my childhood, but the beginning for me is school and when I started to live my own story. If that makes sense, the middle is how I grew to grow new skills, the situation that I was in my life. And the end is still continuing because, like I said, I'm only 25 at the moment. So, I mean, hopefully, the end won't be for another good couple of years. So, there isn't an end, but there's an end of the part one of my story. So, I think that's where I automatically went to, through to just like do the drawings on the piece of paper. It's like the beginning, the middle, and where I am now. But where do I also want to go? Because the story is not ending. So. That's the structure that I tend to go towards. So while Shasha is more the structure, I am more towards,、uh, I would say, how vulnerable you are at that moment, and looking at the person or the people in the room. You can read the situations, of course.、Uh, I think everyone can read it, but not everyone has their sensitivity、uh, a little bit different, but. I think how vulnerable at that point of time, you you were at that time, and that's how you decide how much、uh, you want to tell the room about yourself. So I remember that was、uh, in one minute tell the your life story, right? One minute or two minutes, I can't remember, but I think it was around that short amount of time. So、uh, it has to be fast. You know how vulnerable you are. You're given one minute. Of course, if you are not that vulnerable, you just give a very short, very brief, very technical. It's like a book of rules or laws that are just stating facts, facts, facts. But 
let's say you're in the middle or even to the far extreme right of uh, being vulnerable, then you'll sip in a little bit of these flavorings of stories where you'll make it more juicy, more to catch people's attention on how your life story goes. So I think it is very important to see how vulnerable you how vulnerable you are at that time so that you can tell your personal stories and also of course body language matters so this body language will exudes out your vulnerability and that translates to your stories that you tell your audience I also want to know like are you guys at the stage of being content with how you do storytelling Or like, is there any areas that you want to improve? Yeah, for myself, I think uh, I don't think of myself as that great because uh, there are more times that I have to think again and again because I am very, I would say, risk averse in a way. So I am very indecisive. I always rethink, is this story should I tell this? Should I not tell that? Should I go for this? Should I go for that? And it gets me wild. So the way usually I overcome it is I just block that sense off and just tell it. And I just bear the consequence later on. Because this 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 kind of indecisiveness, I think, is because uh, our fear of being judged or even fear of rejection from others And that's what hinders us from uh, telling our stories. And I think we can learn many things from all these big people where they are successful. They are not afraid of uh, losing out. They are not afraid of making failures up to 10, 20, or even 30 years of their life. And in their late life, they manage to become a successful person. And I think... This fear of this, fear of that, fear of this, fear of that should be eliminated. I, I think that's uh, one of the things that I would like to improve on for myself. I think for me, I think I'm the opposite. Maybe I take more risks, so I don't really care about the consequence for myself. Because I think, for example, I mean, I, I mean, not that I tell stories on my social media, but there's just things that I say. Sometimes I, I say things. I say off key because it's the shock value. Sometimes it's good to shock people <laughs> a little bit because it's not something that they're used to to hearing a lot of the time. So for me, I feel like honesty, like honesty for myself and being open. And because I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I do sometimes um, care about the way things are presented. And sometimes if I'm in a really bad mental health space, I get very insecure about things that I'm posting, but on an average day, as long as I post what I'm comfortable posting, I do whatever I want in the sense of people who will be interested in my story will already be interested in my story and people who are not, it's not my duty at the at the moment it's not my duty to convince them that what I'm saying is funny or um or interesting and I was thinking this yesterday because I gave a <laughs> I gave a story you could call it a story I gave a story of when I went to the doctors 
and they were feeling my armpit glands, <laughs> a bit TMI, but I'm very ticklish. So I laughed in her face, <laughs> like literally laughed in her face. And I posted it on my story. And then I got home and I was thinking to myself, like, I found that hilarious. And I mean, there's other people who may not have found that hilarious, but I thought to myself, if someone ever said to me, that's not funny, then I would say, would you like, would you like a refund? And then they would be like, a refund for what? And I'm like, oh, I thought you paid for a show. And then they'd be like, I didn't. And I'd be like, okay, so what's your problem? <laughs> so like for me, like that's the way that I have come in my understanding of how I want to tell stories. So in terms of how I want to get better at telling stories, sometimes I speak very fast and I know that that's my, that's my bugbear for myself because I know a good story, for example, when I was doing my my speech, the... Um, Funny enough, the person who was running the cathedral told me, you need to talk slower. One, because I talk generally fast, but two, because you also need to assess where you're speaking. And I was speaking in a cathedral at the time, which had a lot of bounce back. So if I spoke really fast like this, it would literally, you wouldn't be able to hear anything. So I had to train myself to be like, good evening and welcome. Thank you so much for coming. And you need to just, you know, pace yourself. Um, and that's something that I learned. And I definitely need to still remain calm. I think a great thing about me is I have high functioning anxiety, which means that I sweat and I shake and my heart beats like crazy, but you'll never see it in my face. Never see it in my face. And sometimes people will be like, how did you do that? Like, and I'm like, you don't know that my armpits are dripping a sweat. Like, that's just the reality of what I live by. But a really good piece of advice that I took for myself from the, I think it was the chancellor of the university was like, people are there to listen to you speak. For example, if you're doing a speech, um, take a break, pause, and then continue. So every time I did my speech at this graduation, they would call me up. I would walk with my piece of paper. I would put it down and I would take a break to pour myself some water and then I would sip the water. Then I would look back and say thank you to the chancellor for introducing me. Then I would start my speech. I think knowing that you're in the power of telling your story is actually the best way that I could get better at telling my story. So for example, me talking fast, that's within my control to slow down. Like I shouldn't be running anywhere. So for me, that's, I think, the biggest lesson that I need to learn. Um, because I think I am open. I'd like to think I am open. Um, and I think for me is to not let my insecurities overcome the way I currently am. Because I would say I'm, I'm confident, but there are some times where I do get like very insecure because my mental health is in a really bad space. So I need to just remind myself that even if it's a tiny bad space, not to let that insecurity become my life because I've worked so hard to get it out. So I just need to remind myself that it's okay to have bad times. But don't let that bad time be my life because I've worked so hard to become outside of, you know, live outside of my comfort zone. So I can't crawl back in because that's not, it's not safe there. <laughs> so long story short, um, I would say talk slower um, and knowing that you're in the power, but also don't be absorbed by your insecurities because they can still come even if you're confident. So like just to recap for the audience that's, um, who are listening in, um, I guess what we're talking about essentially is that uh, when we are storytelling, we have to be confident. And two, 
give a good story to the audience. Uh, you have to be bold and you have to be charismatic and you have to just think about the story that you're telling, whether it's, uh, whether it's in the structure of having from beginning, middle to the end, like Sasha or for Christopher about being like considering how vulnerable that you want to be with a story. Um, is your personal style, is the, but for the way that you are telling the story, I guess it's important to also pause at some moments. You don't have to speak so fast. You have to speak carefully, slowly, so that the audience can um, listen to what you're talking about. And also, um, yeah, be confident. I've said confident twice now, but it's really important. Um, um, so yeah, what else am I missing from the sum summary that I just did? Okay. Oh, the body language. I don't know if you mentioned oh, and that. The, yes, no, I didn't mention that. But, you, you know, be charismatic and have a good body language so that people can, you know, uh, empathize with you and also really listen to you. Yeah, that's all. But thanks for listening in, guys. And I hope you resonate with what we're talking about. And also for Sasha and Christopher, thank you for giving the insights and, you know, sharing your stories with the people. Really appreciate no, thank you. you. Thank, thank you for you. being a host. <laughs>